The Center for Minorities in the Mathematical Sciences presents Mathematically Uncensored. Where our talk is real and complex, but never discreet. Let's get started. Episode number four. I, I can't believe it. Four family. already. Yes. Family, I hope things are well. Yeah. How are you doing, Eris? I'm good. I'm just, you know, working hard. But yeah, I'm doing the best I can. So I'm just happy to be here with you. I, I would say that, you know, three minutes ago, I was like exhausted. And now for the next N minutes, I'm going to be hyped. So Let's this, do it. This Super place gives re-energized. Me energy. That's right. That's right. How are you doing? Yeah, no, I'm good. I got my coffee refill here, but I'm doing really good now that some announcements got put out. <laughs> and weekend? it was like Georgia came through and oh, Nevada yes. and Pennsylvania and that's Michigan right. and my home state of Wisconsin. They came through. Came that's through. right. That's right. No, and I, you know, I, I keep telling everybody that if they just choose to put out the results of the votes in a different order it would save me like 30 blood pressure points, right? Like, yeah, it's so dramatic how, the, how it was set up. So it is amazing in some sense. This place does some things right, right? <laughs> as much as I criticize the country uh, every week here, that there's something powerful about people's voices, you know, coming together to actually change all of society, right? We yes. take that for granted it, it is an amazing thing that, yeah, I try not to take for granted. And particularly in January when, you know, they call it the peaceful transition of power, when someone will hear the voice of the people and decide, you know what, I'm going to adhere to it and remove myself from the situation. That Fingers crossed. I am looking forward to <laughs> from right. your mouth to God's ears right. right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. So I, yeah. I have to tell you, though, you know, what's been giving me life during the, you know, the I don't even know how many days we ran through the election. Right. It's just yeah. like it feels like it was forever. But these memes, people's oh. memes games are so strong. <laughs> they okay? are. Like I I was like, thank you for for just a little bit of some sunshine as the amount of stress yes. was just accumulating and accumulating. And yes, so, yes, yes, yes. You know, sometimes oh. the internet can be a good place. That's right. That's right. And there was tons of math everywhere. Everywhere. Yes. So I think we underestimate how this, you know, this particular time in election time is a time to just look around and see math all over the place. And there's some hard problems. Like, there's some stuff. I was like, mm -hmm. wait, particularly mm -hmm. with percentages. And, like, if you, you've you got a state that's got 12% of the vote left and this person's up this much over this person and you're looking at how much, that's what right. district is it and what percentage are leaning this way. And, yeah, no, yeah. it's it's some, it's a lot of variables going on. Literally, lots of variables yes. going on there. Yeah, so uh, I also looked at it at that lens. And I hope that, you know, we're bringing that to our classroom, that there's some unsolved stuff going on there too, or hard stuff that's interesting, that's relatable to your students. Yeah, for sure. It's very yeah. timely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but aside from that, I think just like huge sigh of relief. Yeah. And so it, it does feel like, you know, we dropped some weight off my shoulders. I'm like, yes. Yeah, release. I mean, and so I've been struggling with the fact 
that there have been, over the last few years, there have been some things that my heroes back in the 60s and 70s have been talking about that today have been mm-hmm. called political. Yep. And so I don't think racism is political. That I don't think dehumanizing somebody else is political. Mm. And so I struggle when I say that I would prefer to not have a president to do something that's dehumanizing, then all of a sudden I'm turning this podcast political. And so, yeah. But if if people are going to say that, then they should stop listening because what are we? We're mathematically uncensored. Yeah, that's and right. so, yes. you know, I, like I'm not I'm not here to to keep it not political because that's the reality that we live in. And yeah. the reality is that things are not going well. <laughs> yeah. Okay? yeah, no. And, and, and I guess I'm pushing back against I, I'm still fighting against don't make my existence a political type of argument like mm-hmm. i mean like i so let's be clear i wouldn't not, not one listener and i don't care who you voted for not one listener would i be down for anybody to be disrespectful to you period right right, right. i don't care so so that it would right. it would be my hope that the respect that we have for each other transcends party transcends yes. red or blue transcends you know your political beliefs yeah. But somehow in the last few years, oh, I, I don't, I don't, I think what he said is disrespectful. Well, wait, he's in that party. So why are you making this political? What? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's not what's happening. Yeah. So when I, when I read the sigh of relief, it is because it might be possible that after January, we might have someone in the leading office in our nation who is going to speak with respect across the board with every word he says. Wouldn't so, that be amazing? Yeah. So Isn't that, if, is it like, if that's political, then, you know. Then so, so be it. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, then so right. be it. Yes, that's right. One of the things that I find really challenging during this whole election period is just thinking about what my daughter, who is 14 years old, she's mm. Latinx and Black, mm. and mm. how she sees the world, you know? And, yeah. and I was looking at my Facebook memories because it was four years ago when... when yes. I won't even say his name. He was elected. Yeah. And I remember, you know, my my post from that day was something to the effect of like, I looked at my daughter in her face and I said, no, honey, bullies don't get elected. Yes. It's going to be okay. He's not going to get elected. And then he got elected, you know, after the disgusting things he said that he would grab women, yes. you know where. Yes. And I'm just like, having having grown up as a child in Mexico, you know, that that's actually an experience I had walking in a market. Mm. Like walking in a market and having grown men grope me is something that I have experienced as a young, you know, eight, seven, six-year-old little girl. And to imagine that that's the kind of world that then my daughter could live in, Mm. you know, was like shocking, appalling. Like, I don't even know what else to say about it. And then, you know, it's been it's been four years of all of that. And then you know, when when I said to her, like, I woke her up, she was napping on Saturday, and I woke her up and I was like, honey, I was like, we won, you know? And yes. then she's just like, perks up and starts like hugging me. And then, Eris, the thing that she said to me that broke my heart was, mom, I was so scared to go to school on Monday because I thought kids would beat me up. Mm. Like, Actually, here's this... After she had won, after after because, she yes. knows that now we won, yes. she was yes. like, "I was terrified that if they won, they, that the students in her class, some of whom are are very, you can imagine, you know, would would threaten her life. That yes. they would. They, she is scared. She's literally like, "Wow, I feel 
a sense of safety. Yes. And then I kept thinking, like, is it is it going to end? Like, is it, right. you know, then right. it's like the reality of it is like, oh, crap. Like, maybe she shouldn't go to school this coming week still mm, because mm. who knows what happens when, when we're in a situation and, where, yeah. you know, he's not conceding. And right. so it's it's dangerous and it's traumatizing and i don't know how much this is going to continue to affect her for how many years or i mean it's going to be a forever thing yes, right like yes. as much as i'd like to imagine that this is temporary but like this is trauma that we carry as people of color in this country and it's affecting us since childhood yes. like this isn't a thing that we get to like bury our hand, our head in the sand and imagine that you know it's just going to go away yes and so that for me was like really challenging this weekend to to live through. Yeah, and the very the head in the sand analogy is a good one because you can go ahead and do that, but remember you can't breathe in the sand. Mm. Right? So as long as you keep doing that, yeah, then it's not going to be healthy for you at all, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. So yeah, relief is the right word. I mean, that's all I was addressing. That I mean, I I don't want it to be relief, but it it I feel relieved. Yeah, yeah. because of this some of that. So yeah. So that's a big thing that's happened for sure. Yeah. Um, I think aside from that, that's kind of the most eventful. Yes. <laughs> you know, the rest is just kind of like we're just we're just threading water in the that's middle right. of the semester. And so, yeah. So I, I hope that folks are recommending the show to their friends, tweeting yeah. about the show, post about the show, you know, maybe we feel free to share out a quote. Yeah. We, we do need, need a, a hashtag. hashtag. Well, I mean, we could do mathematically uncensored. Ooh, I like that. That's pretty that long. Trending. I think hashtags are supposed to be really sh- are supposed to be shorter. They, I don't use mathematically Twitter uncensored so much. is long. So, but we can't do mu either. That's too short. That's too short, and that's like a hundred institutions in the country. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All of them. They're gonna be like, "What is this quote?" <laughs> Michigan University. Who said that? Who said that at Michigan University? Marquette University? My alma mater? I can keep going. That's right. Hundreds is right. So maybe math uncensored or something like that. So hashtag math uncensored. So we got to come up with a, a good hashtag. Yeah. And yeah, then the center at least, right? Yes, at Minority, at minority math. math. That's right. And so at yeah. DPE Harris. So that's yeah, right. That's you. Yeah. And at Aris Winger. And so, yeah, post the quotes, whatever. Now, again, as we said from day one, that <laughs> there were going to be some things that I may not want to be retweeted. That's but, right. <laughs> but, you know, this is the risk we take. So, yeah, if, if, if you feel like it's going to... So I guess the, the requirement or the hope that I would have is that you will retweet something that uplifts somebody, right? That if you think it's going to be helpful to somebody or, you know, how they do today is like, I, I think somebody needed to hear this. Yes. And then they post it. Yeah, I hope that that's what we're, people are reading. Yeah, preface about. our quotes. Give it a little <laughs> bit of context. context please. Okay. <laughs> no, I know. Do us a solid. No, the way things are going these days, I am, yeah, there's 2% of me that's worried that someone in my department has is going to call me in one day and play a snippet that someone's mangled and I just want to bomb the whole world. See, I can't even say it. No, mm, don't say so. it. Don't say it. Cut that out. <laughs> yeah. Pre production. That's right. <laughs> We're That's just right. going to start adding B. That's right. <laughs> there goes the uncensored part That's of right. our show. I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So, yeah, just share us out there because, yeah, as many people as we can get in the community and sharing. You know, I've been talking, um, thinking about the website as well and what we can do with the website. And just have tons of stuff going on so we can really build this community. As we apparently might be moving back 
quicker into, you know, face-to-face. I'm hearing about a vaccine and all this stuff showing up. So I hear. Yes. Yeah, 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 maybe yeah. 90% efficient. Yeah, I think right? we get two shots, two rounds, a okay. week apart or something like this. Okay, so sweet. I'm like, give me three, give me four. Right. <laughs> can, can we just hug again? That's right. Oh, my <laughs> what goodness. What is happening? Yeah. No, I swear the first, you know, substantial hug I have again, I don't really know if I'm going to keep it together with the person outside. No, there's yeah. no way. It's just yeah, not going to no, like, no, yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah. So yeah, let's keep engaged in social media for sure. All right. So let's think a little bit about our first segment. Yeah. Uh, we have a competing perspective segment again. Sweet. And I wanted to just clarify for some of the listeners. We, we got a question via email at mu at minoritymath.org. You can send us your questions or topics for discussion. But a question came in and they said, are these your thoughts or are you just <laughs> arguing a side? And, yes. and so the idea is that we are assigned side yes. initially. And yes. that's the, then we're going to argue from that side. But at the end, we do tell you how we actually feel about it. Whether we agree, we disagree, or, or where we stand in actuality from the topic. Yeah. And so on today's competing perspective... The question that we got from one of our listeners was, should we work with existing organizations or should we just start from scratch, build our own? Mm, mm, And so, Ares, what did you get assigned this week? I'm taking the side of work with the established organizations. Okay, so then I guess my side that got assigned is we're going to burn it all to the (laughs) ground and we're just going to start fresh. So there's a snippet. No, someone's going to take that snippet and just... No, no, they're not. They're good listeners. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, good. They're going to say that's her assigned side. (laughs) That's right. That's right. All right. So tell me why you think we should work within the established organizations in the mathematics community. Yeah, so I can imagine there's this notion of, well, first of all, let's be consistent. I want to be consistent that we all, that ultimately the grand vision, the ideal is for organizations to represent the people themselves, right? And so us at our best has organizations with a diversity of people that's representative of the culture in general that are working together in a space that um, in which there's mutual respect and which we can learn from each other's perspectives. And so the question becomes, when we have established organizations that have decades and decades of, of work in mathematics, that to try... So there's some sense about recreating the wheel, right? That there's a place, and we do this work, there's a place where we can go in, have the hard conversations and make change within these organizations. And really, now I'm not saying that work is easy, right? That work I've come to find out Mm -hmm. is also political. Yes. right. It's being called political, where you have to really think about leadership change and making movements within organizations. But all of that stuff has been done for entire countries. You're trying to tell me we can't do that for the MAA, right? Mm. So, we, so, the, so in a lot of ways, this is a critique of our inability to get organized, to be clear about what we want, and to create movements that really push against leaders who are against, you know, have diversifying these organizations. So I'm like, well, maybe we should try that hard in a serious way first before we just say, you know what, you, know, you all have failed, let's go do something else. But I think that's where I'm struggling. Yeah. I'm struggling because, let's get real, these organizations didn't let us in to begin with, mm, mm. right? These were organizations, and, and I'm going to pick on the AMS, for example. They have a website now that they've put out that talks about some of the history of the discrimination that Black, Latinx, 
minority mathematicians have faced at the hands of their yes. own organization. And that's probably and, just the tip of the iceberg. And right? listen, those are yeah. the ones that got documented. Yes, right. That's right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Because, you know, mathematicians actually had the courage to come forward and tell these stories. And so they got written down. But you're right. So who knows how many untold stories there are? I mean, you and I can tell stories, I'm sure. Every yes. listener can tell stories about the experience working with some of these very well-established organizations. And the truth is that they were not built for us. They were yes. not built for us. They didn't have us in mind. And you're right. Yeah, maybe working within the guidelines, right? Coloring within the lines, playing nice with people. Maybe they'll make change. Mm -hmm. But what year is it today? Yeah. I mean, I don't even want to say. It's a terrible year. <laughs> it's a terrible right. year. Okay. And it hasn't gotten better. Yeah. It hasn't gotten better. So there's going to be a point at which we just need to use the energy that we have to build the thing that we need, the yes. space that we need, the mm. space in which we're going to thrive, right? Not survive, because that's yes. what's been happening. We work with these organizations only to end up getting slapped in the face time mm. and time again by their incompetence when it comes to dealing with politically charged, racially charged, sensitive topics. And then now we got to pick up the pieces. It's yeah. like, that's too much. That's yeah. asking too much of any one group of people. You yeah. know, you you created problems and then I come in and then you expect me to clean up your mess. Mm. And then mm. what, smile while I do it? Yeah, no, and that's, that's compelling. And that, yeah, and I would just say that I think that the framing you've given is one that's, the typical one where it feels like we're in the space and we're being nice. And maybe I'm suggesting, yeah, so in a lot of ways, I'm suggesting that, as I said before, that there's this issue of change within organizations. And I'm not suggesting that we have not tried. I'm suggesting that there are ways in which we can actually not be nice in these organizations and push in different ways that maybe we haven't tried before, right? So that, again, yeah, if we, so all I'm saying is, are we comfortable in saying that we've given our all in exhausting what the AMS can do across the board for everybody? And so I think there is some credence to the fact that they're now posting these things and making this visual as an acknowledgement and that that may indeed mm -hmm. open the door for us, you know, to ram through and, you know, transform that organization and transform the discipline in general, that and also the MAA. So, I, I'm saying let's give it a shot, right? Let's let's try and get everybody. Funny enough, ironically, let's get an organization together to try and change those organizations, right? Mm. In some sense, yes. Because what can happen, right, is that this if we're going to separate, then again, that's not the ideal, right? And you know, I, I get the other side of that. It says that may be what it has to be, but. I have not seen, and I, I'm willing to be corrected, just a unified, let's go in and revolutionize these organizations. If I saw that, then oh, I'm going to get into trouble. I, 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 people are typing emails already. I tried in 1985 to do, you know. But uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yo, so maybe that has happened. But maybe we should try one more time or two and try and see if we can do that. And then I might, I might be there. Eris, but I'm tired. I ain't oh, got yeah. time oh. to deal with these people. Yes. yes. Okay, who are like stomping on me every step of the way. And yes. then the second that I am 
loud because that's what I get. You know, I get I get pegs for adjectives. You loud? You oh, Pamela gets so loud. <laughs> Why is she always so angry? Mm, I actually mm. had one of my my dear colleagues say to me that she has other colleagues ask her why I'm always so angry. Mm. And I was like, mm. so this this is what happens, right? That you end up walking into places yeah. and you know organizations, and you say, hey, by the way, I see this inequality. I see this issue of equity that that is being faced by whoever. Yeah. And because you brought that to light, all of a sudden you are the troublemaker. Yes. And so there's there's a lot that we give in trying to make space within an established organization yeah. that then negatively impacts the way that people view us. Yes. Because all of a sudden now, Pamela's loud, Pamela's angry. You know, why she always, like, why can't she just get along with people? Yes. And it's like, mm. when when is it that that narrative changes from maybe Pamela's really passionate about mm. the fact that we can improve? Yes. Maybe she sees there's some way that we can serve our constituency better. Yes. And how about we just listen to her for once? Because it feels like I am constantly bringing up the same issues in every single setting. Every yes. single setting. And you know, it is so refreshing. I mean, you know, there, this is a reason why we started Latte Sons. Yes. Right? There, it is so refreshing to walk into a Zoom meeting and not have to explain my existence to anyone on that call. Mm. Let me say that yes. again. I don't have to explain my existence. When I when something happens, I don't have to say, oh my God, that was so problematic. Let me explain Blame. to you why yes. that was problematic. Yes. Yes. I don't yes. have to do that. It's yes. just like we could just look at each other and know what yes. just happened was problematic. Yes. And that sense of relief that comes from having people who get you without you constantly having to explain your experiences and and all of the things that are happening to you is just unreal yes of yes. a relief yes. and so yeah i i don't know at what point we continue to work within established organizations and then just say fuck it and just do our own thing yes. because honestly i it, it takes it wears me out it wears me out constantly to try to explain my experience and why something is problematic yeah well yeah you have to yeah this is one of these things where you have to rotate out the soldiers yeah i mean mm. So, yeah, we, unfortunately, there's some of us who are on the front lines having to battle this, and some of us who are actually just mathematicians and just, oh, right, and that actually, nice. yeah, that's right. Isn't and some of nice. us who do a little bit of both, like yourself, right, who somehow mm. miraculously will publish at a high volume and fight for these uh, issues. That's doubly exhausting, I can only imagine. But it's one of these things, yeah, so everything you said I'm with, I, I am thinking about what I said on the first day, that I believe that the future of the discipline is on the line here if these divisions are that strong, right? I mean, that if we have this group doing mathematics over here, this group doing mathematics over here, can you imagine all the theorems, all the proofs, all the ideas and connections that are missed out upon that if, if, we, don't, if we don't have this type of collegiality, if we have this type of separation, right, then the, I've been saying a lot that, you know, mathematics is tied to the future of this democracy. And if it's that severed, then who knows what the implications are. 
Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. I don't even got any argument for No, I, look, you you just came with it. I was like, oh my God. Mm. Like, I'm about to be quiet because you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Dang it. Yes. You're like, let's unify. Let's unify. And I'm like, burn it down. <laughs> right, that's right. <laughs> so where are we in reality? Oh, right now I'm on burn it down mode. Oh, um, exclusively. But usually, okay. yeah, right No, right now I'm on burn it down mode. Yeah. And, and I can say a little bit about why, because yeah. I think, you know, part part of our show is to uncover the things that that we know are happening. Yeah. Um, but maybe other folks just need examples. Eris, mm. you and I have been talking about how yes. some folks are at the example stage of yes. life. And, you know, so so here's a story. I recently was asked to contribute a blog to an AMS publication. And I thought, oh, yeah, sure, this falls in line with my kind of professional mission. I will write this blog. And I actually invited a group of other women to co-author this piece with me. And we thought the piece was great. You know, we we put it out, we submitted, and it went to the editorial board. Apparently, some new editor, reviewer, whoever got a hold of it. And Eris mm. wrote the most problematic review you can imagine. Okay. I mean, you know, I, I'm hoping, I'm working with the AMS to try to figure out how this is going to get handled. Yeah. But but rest assured that I have screenshots. Because here's the thing, Eris. They sent us a review and they tried to delete those comments. Oh. They tried to delete the comments that were very, very let me just say very problematic. Yeah. Okay. Some of them were homophobic. No. Some of them, yes, yes, my friend, yes, my friend. Some of them were what I would consider racist, but some yes. other folks might consider discriminatory. Let's yes. not use the the R word. Yes. You know? Yes. Um but just problematic in a way that it hurt my soul. Yes. And it hurt my soul because I brought in younger faculty to work with me on this article. And now this was the experience. Yes. But here's the thing, you know, there's a level of incompetence that somebody needs to display when they don't know that word keeps track changes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And they sent us that back. And of course, we open the track changes because they have suggestions for us. And all the commentary is sitting there. And you can't tell who wrote what, who deleted what comment. Yeah, yeah. And it was appalling that I got asked to contribute to this blog. And this is the feedback we got. And when I push back and I say, listen, I'm withdrawing this article. This is not at all okay that you sent us this back. Yes. You know, here's, this is just problematic. And I tag in the leadership and I'm like, hey, y'all handle this. What's going on? Like, come with it. Figure out your people. Get your people yes. within your organization because <laughs> we're about to add this blog up into your website about all the problematic things that the AMS has been dealing with for the history of the organization. Yeah. Do we just add this one to the pile or you're going to handle it? And it's been it's been to, to date 10 days. Oh. It's been 10 days since I brought this to their attention. There's been conversations back and forth, right? We've met with folks. But the thing is that this now takes shape of an editor saying, oh, yes, I messed up. But their initial email was, can you explain to me how you see these comments as racist or discriminatory? And I was not about it. I was not about to spend time explaining to someone. Here's the simple reason why I'm not going to do that, Eris. Because they tried to delete the comments. Yes. Okay, you know you that something was wrong when you try to delete the comments. Yes. 
Don't come at me and try to ask me to explain to you why something was problematic after you tried to delete them and send me a clean copy. Yeah. Your incompetence does not equate to ignorance. That's right. So that's where I'm at. That yeah, I am no. at the burn everything to the ground. No, and I look, and I get that because then it's tied to the deep emotions that are completely justified here. You know, I I struggle here in the response because it's hard to because it, it, there's this combination of complete outrage one should have and bureaucracy, right? Yes. And that the bureaucracy never can match and be satisfying for the one who has been hurt and victimized. That the, yeah, and so, mm. yeah, and so that you just, and so, by the way, you're never going to be satisfied. And you should no, not, not be. No, not at all. And the part of the reason is because, and this is the problem that I have just in general with the phrasing justice in this country, that people believe in this country that when you put somebody in jail, the justice has been served. And, you know, mm. I, I struggle with that because, you know, when, for me, justice is often tied to societal change, mm-hmm. right? So that, you know, mm-hmm. so that if, if someone came to you afterwards, after all this and said, Pamela, here, you know, we are so sorry that this has happened to you and give you all the requisite words for an apology and then say, here, we're changing this policy. This person will never write another review. Mm. This, we will do this. We will do this. We will do this. And it changes the way this is done for the rest That's of right. time. That's then we right. might want to talk. Then we might be able to talk about justice. Then we might be able to talk about Listen. yes, right? I mean, so yeah. So so when you were talking about how it's been ten days and they're having talks, what the hell is there to talk about? Listen, and the talk <laughs> is let's meet and let's discuss what you would like to happen. Right. And you know what? What was said. Exactly what you just said. Yes. Come with it and tell us what you're going to do to handle yes. this. Yes, yes. Right? Because, and, yes. And, and here's the other thing. Like, I'm going to get real right now. Do not tell me that that person spent their weekend crying. Don't oh make their God. emotions yeah. now something that I have to feel bad about. Yeah. Because somebody crying doesn't remedy the fact that had it not been... These women that I worked with, who we could look at each other again and not have to explain how problematic something was, that we yeah. just got it. And we were like, this this is a dumbass comment. This has mm. nothing to do with us. This person is clearly just a jerk. Yeah. And we could let that just slide off our back. The truth is, had it been anybody else, this could potentially be detrimental to yes. the way that they see themselves within the profession. Of course, of course. And, yes. and the comments, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, Eris, I mean, there, one way or another, I will publish those comments because yeah. it needs to come to light that these are the experiences that we have in the mathematical community. Yes. There's yes. no more hiding this. Yes. There's no more hiding it. Yeah, the era of silence is over. That's right. That's right. And the thing yeah. is that, like you said, right, telling me that somebody cried and they feel sorry, that that's not a message from them. Yes. Right? That's, again, that's like centering the person that did something that they messed up in. Yes. And I'm not here to wipe up no white man's tears. Yeah. I'm not here for it. Not wiping anybody's tears up. Yeah. I want change. I want change. That's right. And so I don't know why that's difficult to know that that's what justice looks like. But yeah, we're just letting you know that by implementing things to make sure that these things don't happen again... 
is a really good first step to, to what justice looks like. And not just punishment, not just, right. yeah, let's just, and by the but let's be clear that the framing of this as, oh, let's just deal with this one person. So I, so why are we here right. about framing? Yeah, yeah, because we have a choice. We have a choice. And by the way, we do this in, in this society all the time. And I, I'm reaching out to our math organizations to maybe do something that's a little bit different. So we, we have, a, so this happens to you. We have a choice. We can say, oh, this bad person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or we get to say, oh, this is our continued fight against white supremacy. Yes. Right? Yes. And so we have a problem with white supremacy in mathematics. Uh-oh, am I going to be on Fox News now? Listen, on Fox News, we have a, we're going to have to shut down your Twitter oh, account. Right. We have a problem with white supremacy in mathematics. And so the AMS, MA, all these organizations, we can say, okay, white supremacy shows itself again. We have to continue to fight against it. Or we can say, oh, bad Blame guy. Blame a person. Yeah, bad guy. Let's let's push him down, let's right? Punish, because, yeah, let's punish this one person and pretend it never happened right. and just hide it. That's right. And, and then, move on. And then white supremacy will bring yet another person up. Yes. Who believes that they can just say whatever they want to say and get away mm-hmm. with it because mm-hmm. white is right and everything else is, you know, not, right? That's so, right. yeah. So let's, yeah. And by the way, when we frame it as white supremacy, then that behooves us to make policy change, right? Because when Amen. we make it a bigger problem, then you cannot handle a bigger problem that's without right. doing big things. Things. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So yeah, let's let's make it a bigger issue. So to all my people out there who are still with me, I, I've lost some people already. Oh, you but, know they they stopped. They were like, "That's it, that's political." Right. No, they've already, already taken off. But for those of us who are still with me, let us push organizations not to individualize these problems, but to make them bigger problems, and therefore they are going to require bigger solutions. Yeah, well, I wish let me, we let been me at just that say, meeting. I am so sorry that happened. To Listen, you. my friend, no, don't yes. you dare apologize. Yes. yes. No, no, you no, don't. Yes. No, you don't get to be who apologizes for that. Not yes. at all. Okay. Well, no, I'm sorry no. that happened. Yeah. Thank so, you. Yeah. That that I'll take. Yeah, yeah, I I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it's it that's been hard to deal with, especially because, like I said, I brought in these younger mathematicians to work with me on this project. We were very happy with the output. And let me yeah. let me share one other little tidbit. Yeah. The second that I withdrew the article, I resubmitted to a different, to an MAA publication. Yeah. And within 30 minutes, Eris, let me repeat, within 30 minutes of having submitted it elsewhere, we got a response that read, what a beautiful article. I got goosebumps multiple times mm, mm. from reading it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, This to me is telling about the experience of being a person of color and writing about our experiences in an MAA publication versus an AMS publication. And for me, it's, it's, you know, it's one data point, if you so will, one data point. But that data point had a huge effect on me. Yes. And so it's about impact. It's about impact and the way that, you know, sometimes when you have anonymity from being an external reviewer of something, the power of your words, either you can use them to uplift or you can use them to really destroy somebody's, you know, I, I guess just their being. Yeah. Because that's what it felt like. Anyways, so, yeah. but I agree with you, you know, so now that we're kind of talking about like the the actual, our actual thoughts on the matter, I'm not willing to give up 
on the AMS. You know, this was one one of a few bad experiences I have had working with the organization. Yeah. But the one thing I can tell you is that, you know, we've been doing our webinar yeah. with AMS and yeah. that's been quite pleasant and, and we've had quite an outpouring of support yes. from folks regarding that work. And so I think that there is value in always working with other organizations because I do yeah. agree with you. We can't just sever ties and decide that that there's no work to be done. Yeah. So I definitely don't don't believe in this like cancel culture, you know. Yeah. But I, but I just there's times where I'm just so angry, you know. I am angry and I am passionate about it. Yes. But this is painful, and so it's it can be easy to just retreat. Yes. And take time to reflect on the experience, and I think I've done that, and I think this podcast helps a lot because oh, I get great. to say it to you. We get to yes. kind of bounce the ideas off of each other. I'm eager to hear what other folks have to say about this. Yeah, yeah. you might have horror stories of your own. Share them with us. That's right. No, we're you know, here. We'll for put that. them on their website. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So yeah, no, you bring up some interesting points, and I and I would just like to push back against the notion that people might have that we are saying something against the AMS. We are trying to help the AMS. Yes, right. It's this notion that remember that the greatest of our patriots are the ones that call the institution into question. Question. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. so if people in the organization want to be, I can't believe you all are bad mouthing it. Bad mouthing it. We are trying to liberate it. We are trying to take it yeah. again, as we've been saying week after week, on the other side of this, yes. right, is something better than what we can ever imagine because we've never seen it. We've never seen a That's place right. where every reviewer treats every single submitter with full respect and kindness. We have not seen that. And we've wow. seen what we have seen is how racism and white supremacy can impact that in ways that leave the best of us, Dr. Pamela Harris, in tears mm-hmm. and angry yeah. and upset. And so we must call that into question for the future of everybody, right? So don't be mad at us, yeah, for doing what in a lot of ways is our duty to call this stuff out so that perhaps it it may never happen again. And listen, if you are more troubled by the fact that someone brought to light some injustice than you are by the injustice itself, oh, please look in that mirror and say that twice loudly. Yes. Are you more bothered by the fact that I brought this to light than the act itself? That's problematic. And so I think that's, you're totally right. This is about, you know, the admitting and I guess really understanding the level of courage that it takes for somebody like me to come forth to the leadership of the AMS and point out some shortcoming. No, that's why Um, you're an inspiration. Yeah. But it's scary. You know, I'm not trying to, to... fight anybody. I'm tired. I think we're we're in this situation where, you know, 2020 has been one hell of a year, yeah. you know, and it's hard to figure out what are the battles worth fighting for yes. when we're just so exhausted. And yeah. so part of, I think part of me with the, you know, burn it all down and start afresh is because I imagine that there are places where I don't have to work so hard at just feeling like I can be myself. Yeah. Yeah. And that part just hurts. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, and the way that I frame it, again, as you may know, we just need to do both, right? We have to have organizations that have existed for a long time who continue to do incredible work and also have spaces where we can have a a higher guarantee of being respected Mm -hmm. and being valued because of the color of our skin, right? Or our national origin. And so I, I believe that the future of our discipline 
does at its best, does value all of these things across many, many different mm-hmm. organizations. And that's perfectly okay. And so Nam is not divisive, right? CARMS is not divisive. Latinisms mm-hmm. is not divisive. These are places that have love at the center, love of right. a particular group of people. And not at the exclusion of other people, but That's in right. response to yeah. you know decades and centuries long of pushing down upon those people. And so we should welcome everybody in that sense. Well, thank you for letting me vent, Ooh, my of friend. Course, yes. Ooh, I needed to get that off my chest. Good. It was 10 I'm, days. I'm, 10 days! <laughs> I am here you for know. it. That's right. (laughs) When we're recording the next episode. That's right. Well, you know, the next segment is not going to be any easier for us. No, it is not. Yeah, no. So our next segment is Quotes of the Week. Yeah, so again, you can send us your Quotes of the Week at um, mu at minoritymath.org. Yeah. So the one that I have this week, again, comes from Facebook. And we've been talking a lot about grace right? Mm-hmm. And during this time of pandemic. So it feels like our pandemic segment as usual, but it really, this comes from some people who are in the discipline of mathematics who are, are teaching, who I'm friends with on Facebook. And so there was a thread, someone who is working really hard, faculty members working really hard, trying to do everything they can to connect with students, really was not connecting, you know, with students. Mm-hmm. And just, it really just, expressed herself in a way in which she was just like, look, I've done everything. I've had students who have missed all these assignments all semester long. And then one of them actually asked me, you know, when about an assignment that was due in September, can you believe these people? Right. And then, Mm. and so that on its own is okay. But then the thread and then, yeah, then teacher after teacher after teacher, you know, just chiming in. And so there are a couple of quotes that, yeah, that are here, right? It's so hard to continue having compassion for our students in these times when some of them are pulling this shit, right? Mm. And so the person says, agree. And this particular student has not come to in-person class meetings or virtual office hours, nor has the student contacted me for help on this project. No sympathy. And so, yeah, I, I guess I struggle with the, it's hard to have compassion, no sympathy, during these times. And I do struggle with, you know, my colleagues who, with, with the counterpoint that my colleagues would bring up, right? That, look, we have to have standards. We have to have rigor. We've got to make sure there's no, there are no free rides here, right? Because yeah. I think in, in, in the thread, there was this feeling and, you know, it has legitimacy that, look, what do you, we can't, everyone, we can't just give away grades for free. You've got to do something, Right. You've got to do something. Yeah, you gotta do something, right? If you're gonna get this great, right? And then juxtapose that towards, you know, no sympathy and no consolation, nothing. Right. So where where should we be, right? In terms of you're on your own, figure it out. Or if I've never heard from you, then you're just, you know, whatever. I have no sympathy for you, versus okay, let me just give you everything you need. Where where mm-hmm. is the solution here? So I so what 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 bothered me again is that the context of no sympathy, no compassion is completely uh, antithetical towards my purpose as a teacher. Right. And so, yeah, so I, so yeah, I just, I'm hoping that we can, first of all, I hope we can never say that again in our discipline by any teacher who's ever lived. 
Let's yeah. just go ahead and not Regardless say, of how frustrated yes, you yes, are and how tired yes. you are. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely right. Let's just remove the phrase, I have no sympathy, I have no compassion from our language wow. as educators. Or perhaps we should get a different job. I'm really not going to be able to have a job next week. But like, yeah, I mean. No, but yeah, listen, this yeah. is true. Yes, 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 yes. Because look, as I said before, I've gone through my own journey as a teacher where there was a time in which perhaps I, had, I didn't have as much sympathy or compassion as I wanted. But I, I find it troubling that someone can behave in your classroom by not turning in assignments and it turns into you not having sympathy for them. For them. Yes. Like how? Like how because, but that's because, yes, because as mathematicians and as math educators, mm, we equate mm. a student's worth yes. and humanity yes. to the quality of their mathematical work. Yes, that's That right. is why. This is why we uphold the straight-A student yeah. above all else. Yes. Right? For them, you'll have sympathy. So if your straight-A student all of a sudden misses an exam, I guarantee you, you will be like, oh, but the, see, the student is so good, so I have yes. to give them a chance. That's so right. So it's very easy to give grace to those students who you already see making it. Oh, I've done it. It is. Oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's super easy. You're just yes. like, oh, yeah, oh, this is an exception. Yes. But when you see the student who is struggling then it's really hard because yes. you equate their worth with their mathematical That's work. right. And therefore, them not doing it means that they're lazy, they're not trying yes. hard enough. They're, yes. Yeah. No, no, I have been there for sure. I spent a lot of time uplifting and, and the superstars, the quote superstars, mm -hmm. and the people who buy these measures that have been imposed upon us, that they're great. And so I should give them more slack. And these other people, they aren't pulling their own weight. They've, I'm giving them all these chances already. Right. And so, yeah. So I've run out. Oh, my goodness. I've run, run out of compassion. Out. Yeah, I've run out of compassion. I didn't I've know. I didn't know there was a finite thing. You and have. what I would like to offer to the whole mathematical community is that, yeah, if you've run out of compassion, it's a decision you've made. That yes. compassion is not. Yes. Yeah, it's and not some tank. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And if you've made that decision that you've run out of compassion, you've also made the decision that you are no longer an educator. Yeah, Get the hell yeah, out. That's right. Yeah, Get out! And, <laughs> that's right. Or, or that you're, or in some sense, that you're not going to be the best one you could possibly be, mm. right? But here we are again, back at what we've been saying time and again about having the hard conversation. That that what what would a world look like? Now we said this last week when we talked about you know the the decimal place and the dollar mm -hmm. value. What would it look like to have a conversation with a student to have them right. no longer do this instead of using you putting a red mark and marking it wrong as the way that you show them what's right. But what, what does the conversation look like here that you have with a student who hasn't contacted you? Now, of course, they haven't been in contact. They completely disappear. What does that email look like? What, what email would you write to them to, that you think might compel them to talk with you, right? And it not be a threat, right? right? And it not be right. a threat that they're going to fail. Like that, how does it look in other words, again, if I could give you $10,000 for you to write something to them so that they can respond back to you about their grade, about themselves, what would you write if you want to connect yeah. with them, right? And so that's, that's where we are, right? But again, I know people are tired. And I know, yeah. so, so be tired, but you and can still, still have, do the work. And still have sympathy. That's right. Yeah, and be compassion. tired, be exhausted, and still have compassion. Right. So, yeah. So I, I struggle. I am worried about this discipline. Oh, my God. I don't think I'm going to be able to keep it together. 
No, don't do it because I'm already, you know, I mean, so so let me say this, why this hits especially hard this week. And now you're going to get Eris and I both crying up on this damn podcast. <laughs> so last week, you know, I've been an educator for, for 13 years. And last week was the first time I've ever lost a student. And I got an email on Monday morning that I lost a student over the weekend. And Eris, it hurt. Yes. Because the first thing I thought of was that I wouldn't be able to recognize him in the street. Mm. Because he kept his camera off. Oh. You know? Yeah. So I'm teaching remotely. And I've said to my students every day, you know, for those of you that are comfortable, thanks for keeping your cameras on. I don't need your cameras on to teach you. Yes. If you're there, I'm here for you. And, uh, and so my student was one who, who would keep his camera off. And so that email hit me so hard. Yes. Because I thought, how can I be a teacher? How can you be an educator? And my student has passed and I wouldn't be able to pick him up mm. in the street and be like, that's my student. And so when I hear these teachers talk about how they don't have compassion or her, they're, they're out of sympathy, yes. I pray on everything that they don't get an email like that. Absolutely. And we are living through a goddamn global pandemic, Eris. Like, do we not think that maybe some of our students are going to die? Yes. And so it just hurts. It hurts on a level that, like, I had not imagined. And, and I had to get it together because I thought, how do I react to the death of a student, you know, a student who's been in class. Like, I could see, you know, his Zoom log is there. I can see he was in class on Thursday doing group work with his classmates. Yes. And so it's like, why do we forget as educators the fragility of life? Yes. Yes. Why yes. is that not something we think about more often? You know, I know, I know that it's because we work with young people. And so we expect them to outlive us. You know, yeah. we expect that the experience is going to be the opposite, that they're, they might lose a teacher. But this was, this was a hard week. Yes. And so I ask any educator, imagine that your student who doesn't turn on a camera, they may be going through something. Yes. Okay? Imagine that if they don't turn in some homework, they may be going through something. Because... Do not have the life regret that I have mm. that maybe I could have done more and I could have reached out and I could have just said that I noticed the good work they were doing. Yes. That shit hurts. And in a week and a half, I'm supposed to give a talk because I'm an award-winning teacher. The hypocrisy of it all. Oof. I'm sorry, fam. No, no. Man, what a week. Yes, yes, no. I am all about the silence here. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Really. Yeah. 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 Thank you for sharing that. And so, yeah, I mean, we, you know, I get it that we can get wrapped up in the profession of things in the doing of things, people mm -hmm. first. People Always. first. Over the job, over the grading, over the subject. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you 
Thank you. Yeah. We're, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This is. I'll this do is better. You know what I mean? Yes, I, yes. I I think if, if if this taught me anything is that I can do better, and I will do better. I owe it to my students to be better, and I think that's you know. And and again, I'm tired too. You know. Yeah. We're all tired, but you're right. People first. Whew. I know. I was about to say. <laughs> Like, we can well, end now this we thing transition, now. That's you know? right. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah, but, yeah. So we're gonna transition whenever you're ready. So no, I think I think we transition onto some some happy news. Yes. So the the AMS had their list of fellows come out, and so we want to definitely put some spotlight on some yeah. of our friends. So who do we have on this AMS list? We got Ricardo Cortez. You know, yeah, Juan, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know Ricardo. Ricardo was somebody I met going to SACNAS. He's a, a huge supporter of SACNAS when I when I first went. And so I got I had the pleasure of meeting him there. So he's Excellent. at Tulane University. We also have Juan Mesa from University of California, Merced. And then Richard Tapia at Rice University. Anthony Barili Alvarado, also from Rice University. Rice came out strong this That's year. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Bianca Bray, she's at the University of Washington. Talita Washington, Clark Atlanta University, and the Atlanta University Center. And so these are our minority mathematicians who are on the list of AMS fellows. So a hearty congratulations for all of the work that they're doing, both in their mathematical research, statistics, data science research, but yeah. also for making our profession a better place. And many of them do a lot of work in terms of broadening the participation of underrepresented groups. And so, a, a big clap. Absolutely, absolutely. Keep it up. So, Lisa Washington also shows up as an AWM fellow this year as well, the only person to win them both in the same year. Yeah, and the history. So, She's making right. history. So, shout out to her, and shout out also to Don Lott at Delaware State University. And so, the fellow awards for the AWM comes out to people We've demonstrated a sustained commitment to the support and advancement of women in the mathematical sciences. All about that. Yeah, so congratulations to everyone. And so we'll end today with some announcements. We want to make sure that you remember to sign up for things on the center. So minoritymad.org. We have a blog. We're also looking for contributors. Again, we're looking for a podcast producer. So if you're interested in working with Eris and I on producing this podcast, we're happy to, to hear from you. So shoot us an email, mu at minoritymat.org. Fantastic. Okay, we're good. I, I, I get reminded every single week why I'm an honored man to be with you. Listen, the like feeling is super mutual, my friend. Thank you, audience. We appreciate you so much for listening and just embracing who we are as people. And you all have been so supportive. Let's just keep this rolling on and trying to tell the truth in the face of everything that might tell us to say something opposite. Amen. Thank you. Bye. Eris, until next time. The same to you, sister. Bye.